Felicia. And I'm Faith. And we are Women of Faith Podcast. So welcome back, everybody. Okay, so are you ready for this episode of our new series? What we want to let you all know is that we're going to do things a little differently the next two episodes. So since we have so much content for the next two topics, we want to split it up. And so I'm going to cover this topic, how we water ourselves. And Daisha, she's going to cover the next topic about how our spouse waters us. And then we're going to come back together for the final two episodes. And we're going to talk about how our family waters us or friends. And then also how the church waters us. So in the last episode, we covered how God waters us. And we talked about how God waters us through his promises, through his grace, and through our faith in him. So if you have not checked out that episode, do so now, or you can wait until you listen to this episode. So this time we're going to cover how we water ourselves. And so today I'm going to give you all three ways we water ourselves. So let's dive into it. The first way we can water ourselves is taking care of our mind, also known as thinking right. And a verse that we can go to to remind us to think right is Philippians 4.8 which says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And so when we live out this verse, in all honesty, when we live out this verse, we live in peace. And we live in peace because the God of peace is able to give us peace when we think peacefully, when we think things that are true, when we think things that are right, when we think things that are pure, when we think things that are lovely. And so what we really have to do is live out this verse, y'all. And I know that it can be hard sometimes. The enemy, he likes to throw thoughts in our mind, lies that will cause us to fall astray. But we have to be alert. I am telling y'all, alert so that we capture the thoughts of the enemy and we cast it down. In 2 Corinthians 10, 5, it actually talks about this. It talks about how we have to demolish arguments in every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So we cannot entertain the lies and the messages in our head that actually work against the peace of God and bring us anxiety. We actually have to think things that we can actually praise God for. That's what we have to think pure, true thoughts. And what I want to mention right now is a dream that I had. Y'all, this dream is so deep. I will forever remember. I will never let it go. And in this dream, there was a shelf and it had words on it. And I'm just looking at the words. And then I start to take the words off the shelf. I start to use my hands to just carelessly take the words off the shelf and then put them in my mind. And so then I start to think these different thoughts. And then I heard God say in this dream, he said, Faith, these thoughts are not of me. And I'm like, what? In the dream, like, what? And then he said, these are not mine. And I woke up, I was like, wow, God is speaking to me. He really wants me to be aware of my thoughts and mindful that there are thoughts in my head that I may think that are not of him. And so what I have to do and what you all have to do when you have thoughts in your mind that are not of the Lord, you have to renew your mind. You have to do what 2 Corinthians 10.5 talked about and take captive those thoughts 
and make them obedient to Christ. So what you really have to do is just sit back. Before you continue to dwell on a thought that you're wondering if it's from the Lord or not, sit back and actually ask yourself, is this of God or is this of the enemy? And the way you know is if it's of God, it's, it will be consistent with what the word says. But if it's of the enemy, it would be the complete opposite of what God says. And so once you figure out who it's coming from, if it's coming from the Lord, amen. But if it's not coming from the Lord and it's coming from the enemy, replace it with the truth of the Lord. Replace it with the word of God. And let's use an example. So, for example, if you have a thought like, I'm insignificant. I cannot do anything. This is not working out. I feel useless. Reject it. And tell yourself what the Bible says. Say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So reject this bad thought and replace it with the truth of the Lord. Another thing I want to mention that is very hard sometimes that actually affected me is letting your current situation define you. I remember being down in the dumps and this was right after college. I didn't get my job immediately after college. And y'all, the devil, he was having a good old time in my mind, y'all. He was just tempting me to believe negative impure thoughts about my identity because I had no job. But I made it out of this season, y'all. And God, he developed my character. He helped me to really, truly surrender to him and give myself over to him and my desires. And he really brought me to a state of humility. And so in the end, I did receive that job in God's time. But what I can say is I thank God for those months that I kept being rejected from one job to the next that I applied for during the season because every no that I was given was just bringing me closer to a yes. And y'all, in this season, I learned so much about myself, about my gifts, my passions. I developed a strong love for reading. I had so much time on my hands to read books, y'all. And it was just so much fruit that came out of the season. Yes, it started out hard because I let the enemy take control of my mind and cause me to think, I was insignificant because I had no job. But when I let God take over my thoughts, he led me into my destiny and into the job that he wanted me to have that fit perfectly with me. So do not let your circumstance define who you are or determine your destiny. Just because it's not happening now doesn't mean it won't happen in God's time. And also believe what God says. He says you are fearfully and wonderfully made with no job with no spouse, with no car, with no money. In him, you are whole. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. Believe that. That is what the word says. And so now I want to go into the second point of how we water ourselves. And that is taking care of our body mentally and physically. So 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20, it says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you, whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were brought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. So it is important, as you can see in this verse, that we honor God with our bodies, that he has created us in. In our bodies, they are basically houses of worship. And that is what this verse is explaining. They're temples of the Holy Spirit. They are houses of worship. And that is why it is so important to take care of your body. 
And so one thing I want to talk about that is in my mind and my heart in particular is a thing that a lot of us Christians and even non-Christians fall short of in honoring God in this way. And that is having sex outside of marriage. And so I recently read this from Tony Evans' commentary. And he talked about how when you have sex, you are actually going to church. Going to church, you might ask? What do you mean? You are going to church because you are in God's presence. So it's just like you are going to church because God is in the midst of church. And when you have sex, God's presence is there. So sexual pleasure is actually a good thing, but it's only good in the context of marriage. So when you think of sexual pleasure outside of marriage, you know, you might think, yes, it feels great. You know, so why stop? But the truth is, yes, it may feel great in the beginning, but as time goes on, you're actually going to begin to feel the pain and the negative effects that comes with having sex outside of marriage. So it might not happen right then and there when you have sex the first time, a couple of times, more times. You might not feel that pain right away, but in the end, sex outside of marriage, it brings destruction and damage because your body is a temple. Your body is a temple. It is a house of worship. And so you're dishonoring God when you have sex outside of marriage. But Sexual pleasure within marriage, it actually brings glory to God. But on the other hand, sexual immorality in whatever form it takes, adultery, fornication, homosexuality, pornography, it's actually a complete mockery of God's design. And so we have to be stewards of our body. We have to understand that our bodies are houses of worship. They are temples and we are not our own. We belong to the Lord. And another thing I want to mention is that also taking care of your body includes eating right, drinking right, exercising, and also engaging in activities that honors God. And so that brings us to our third point, how we water ourselves. And that is through being surrounded by God and other believers. So in Matthew 6, it says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So when I think of seeking first the kingdom of God, I think of Seeking God in a way where you're living in accordance with his standards, with his guidelines, and you're basically obeying everything that he says in his word. And when you start to do this, you'll realize you'll really be living in his plan and purpose for your life. And yes, you're going to experience challenges and sufferings, but God, he will never take his hands off of you. And I am a testimony and evidence of God never taking his hand off of you, even when you go through challenges. So this verse, it shows us that God must be our first. And I want y'all to think about when you make decisions, who do you go to first? Because this is important. Think about who do you go to first when you make decisions? Is it God? Or is he like a spare tire, y'all, that you run to, that you get when all else fails? Do you seek God's counsel first? Or are you looking to the shade room? What it says, or celebrities, what they say, your favorite celebrity. Just think about that. I also want to let you guys know that one thing I know without a doubt is that God, he will honor obedience. When you seek him, he's going to provide a way out of no way for you. A way that the world cannot provide for you. He will give you peace that the world can never give you. 
He will give you a sound mind and he will take care of your needs. Any need that you have, he will take care of. And so some other ways that you can seek God is by reading your word, by praying, by worshiping. And in doing this, you'll start to understand who God is and also who you are, your identity. And also the second part of this point is that you need to be surrounded around other believers so that you can water yourself. And when I say other believers, I mean other believers in the church. Romans 1.12, it talks about how it's important to be surrounded in fellowship around like-minded believers. So believers, it can take the form of brothers and sisters, mentors, friends, who basically remind you of your value, they remind you of your hope, and they encourage you on this faith journey. So be in the church, y'all. Be around other like-minded believers. So I want to leave you all with some encouragement to take action as you begin to continue to water yourself. Number one, to think right. We talked about that in the beginning. That was our first point. And so what I want you all to do so that you can really improve in this area, if you're struggling in this area, if you're doing great, I applaud you. But if you are struggling, I want you to read a verse every day that talks about your identity in Christ. You can even take some sticky notes and write the verse on there and post it on your wall in your room or your wall in your bathroom just to really internalize the truth of the word. And so that's what I want you guys to do, number one. Number two, to take better care of your body. I want you guys to set a goal that you do not have now and intend to live out that goal. And so it could be working out two to three times a week, or it could be avoiding junk food or eating less junk food, or it could be refraining from sexual immorality, just doing things that honor God. And then the third thing I want you all to do is make sure you attend a church at least once a week. So this third point is so important. Now that we have the opportunity to fellowship and be surrounded by other believers, take it. If you feel comfortable, take that opportunity. Yes, online is great. If you're attending church at least once a week, online is great, but in person is even better. So definitely take on that opportunity. And even attending Bible study is a plus. So thank you all for tuning in. We hope that you learned so much. If you have any questions, reach out to us. We want to hear from you all. We cannot wait until next time. Love you all and have a great day.